0: To members and friends and guests of our congregation, today is Father's Day and as we think about our dads, those who are with us, those who have gone before us, we think of dad type gifts, right? Things like neckties, power tools, grilling, all of those sorts of things number of years ago, I saw a Father's Day card that spelled out the ABCs of being a father. So each letter of the alphabet had a typical dad-like response that began with the letter of the alphabet. For example, A, ask your mother. I don't know. B, because I said so. C, close that door. Are you trying to air condition the whole outdoors? Couple more. D, do I look like a bank? Hmm? I, if I have to stop this car, you are going to be very sorry. And K, keep that thermostat set at 68. Sound familiar? Well, I think we can see all of our dads in these responses, maybe even ourselves also. And these help to describe our earthly fathers. But how do we describe our Heavenly Father? And on this day, the festival of the Holy Trinity, how do we describe this triune God whom we worship and serve, Father, Son? and Holy Spirit, with these questions before us, the message for today, based on those opening and closing uh, verses of the Psalm we read, that forms the basis of the sermon. May the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching and the hearing and the living of his word for Jesus' sake. So, Father's Day. I got off track with my slides. My apologies. There it is now. And there is the psalm verse that we're focusing on. Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. In the week ahead, we approach the longest day of the year, right? The summer solstice, when we'll be enjoying uh, long and lovely evenings that flow into starlit nights, even in the light-suffused area that we live here outside our nation's capital, We can understand what the psalmist wrote so long ago. When I look at your heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? As we travel over these summer weeks and months, whether we go to the vastness of the ocean or to mountains height or anywhere in between, the words of the psalmist ring true in our ears. We look at everything the Lord God has made and as amazing as all of creation is around us, All of these things are designed to point us to the one who has created everything we see. Psalm 8 is a hymn of praise, glorifying the God of all creation. And when we come face to face with the God of all creation, we begin to realize how puny we are in the vastness of everything that God has made, only a portion of which we understand. One biblical commentator put it like this, the finite is confronted with the infinite, the transient with the eternal, the perpetual sorrows and anxieties of man who constantly goes astray, with the peace, steadiness, and order manifested by the heavenly bodies which run their prescribed course. As soon as man comes to realize his total insignificance in the sight of God, from whom he can demand nothing, he clearly recognizes that the innermost nature of his relationship with God is that of an incomprehensible grace. And that's what I would have you take away. In the midst of the vastness of the universe and all of creation which God has made, he has regard for you and for me. Because of this incomprehensible grace It is this incomprehensible grace of God that enables us to say with the psalmist O oh Lord our Lord how majestic is your name in all the earth. The name of the God whom we worship and serve is indeed majestic, exalted, holy, the name which is above every name. And as Christians, one of our core beliefs is that we worship and serve one God in three persons, as this image tells us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, not three gods, But one God, the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, but there are not three gods, one God. The Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not the Father. Each person of the Holy Trinity is distinct, but all work together in this beautiful harmony. This is the one day out of the year when we use that lengthy confession of faith, the Athanasian Creed. And that creed hammers home this truth about the triune God. Now this is the Catholic or universal faith. We worship one God in unity and the Trinity in unity, neither confusing the persons nor dividing the divine being." That word Trinity will not be found in Scripture. It isn't there. It's from the Latin word trinitas, meaning three. And although the word itself is not found in Scripture, the underlying teaching, that doctrine most assuredly is in Scripture. Even as we read, that highlighted verse from the second scripture reading, a portion of Peter's Pentecost sermon. This Jesus God raised up, of that we all are witnesses, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this, that you yourselves are seeing and hearing one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one. A picture's worth a thousand words, right? And that certainly holds true when it comes to the mystery of the Holy Trinity. Abstract concepts often need some kind of concrete visualization in order for us to wrap our brains around that, at least a little bit. And here are three examples from the world around us. Water, an apple, and a plant. Water is found in three forms, as we know. It is a liquid which we drink. It becomes steam. It is a solid ice. And yet, all three are water, three in one. So also with an apple. do you love that picture? All those apples in the bowls, beautiful. An apple has three parts, the outer layer, the skin or the peel, the flesh, which we love to eat, and the core at the middle. All are part of the one apple, three in one. And the plant, not just any old plant, but the shamrock plant. As legend tells it, it was this plant that St. Patrick used to help explain the Trinity to the Irish people when he brought the Christian faith to Ireland there. There are three leaves on one stem, one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one. I've told this story before, but especially on this Sunday, it bears repeating. The altar plaques here that are behind our altar high up on the wall, together with the cross, they draw our hearts and minds to this one God and three person whom we worship and serve. Whenever we come into the house of the Lord, our eyes are drawn to this triune display here and there is a story behind it all. The central suspended cross here is original to the sanctuary when it was built more than 50 years ago in 1966, but the two plaques were added later, carved out of mahogany. The artist who created these two panels is a man named John Anderson. His initials are just above the dedication plate there on the lower right corner of that lower plaque. In the year 1971, an 11-year-old girl, a member of this congregation, Karen Burley was her name, died very suddenly. Uh, She was taken to the hospital. Uh, Physicians believed it was some kind of rapid onset infection, and she passed away the only child of her parents. Some of our longtime members here may still remember that sad event. And through an outpouring of love, her parents gave these plaques as a memorial to her, and they were dedicated on September 17th, 1972. Fast forward uh, until the year 2003, when Bill Burley, the father of the girl who had died, Karen, contacted me about coming to see the plaques. And uh, he he wrote a letter, which unbelievably I found in a file that I have, still there, and he wrote, These plaques are very special to us as they give significance to our daughter's short life here on earth. Bill now makes his home in his native state of Missouri, and he wanted to come and see the plaques in person because his wife, Louise, had died earlier that year in 2003. In fact, 32 years to the day that their daughter had passed away. Karen, on February 15, 1971, and Louise on February 15, 2003. His wish was to replace the original dedication plate with one that would honor both his daughter and his wife. And that is what we did. Close up over here and over there on the screen and that dedication plate now in the lower right corner of the lower plaque. Seen together, the two plaques here and the cross are always a silent but powerful witness to our triune God, the creating hand of God the Father that has brought all things into existence and that hand now open to his children in blessing the cross of God the Son who laid down his life as payment for all of our sins, who shed his precious blood as the atoning sacrifice for each one of us and for the sins of the whole world and the descending dove of God, the Holy Spirit, the one who calls us and keeps us in this one true faith, in life and in death. This is the God to whom we belong, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, marked with the cross of Christ beginning in our baptism, sealed by the Holy Spirit for life eternal. One God in three persons, three in one. Through the creating, redeeming, and sanctifying work of each person of the Holy Trinity, we are led to worship and praise, to serve and obey, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God in three persons, three in one. In the awe and mystery of the triune God, we can only say in humility and with faith what the psalmist said. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Thanks be to God. Amen.